Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to a couple of All Elite Garys. This time we're going to take you through every single CM Punk AEW match so far, just in case he never returns. Because as we're sat here, the date for us currently is the 14th of September. He's been suspended, we think, although we're not too sure. So what's going to happen? We have no idea. Owen Mawson, not Sam. Hit the intro, please. Twenty-three matches Philip Brooks has had in AEW, and we are here to put them all in a tier list ranging from the best to lovely, lovely, lovely to middle of the road, all right, to just about bearable. And then finally, you want to avoid that there bin, and we're kicking things off. There's more matches than I thought. Yeah, so same here. Some of them are very inconsequential. Mm. Some of them are massive. Yeah, we'll find that out now because we're going to go through uh, through things chronologically. We're kicking things off, obviously, all out 2021. Punk's first match in seven years. The long trunks are there. Punk proved in the opening stages of this match. I like the story. It was all just about proving Sam Punk can still do the wrestling once again. And he did that. Then he allowed Darby Allen to do his big bumps and whatnot. Any overriding memories from the all-out match there against Darby Allen? Punk telling everyone afterwards he still got it. You must have forgot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just that it was a really nice match. And I, and I felt like a fraud of a wrestling fan. Because I had no idea that it was so heavily based on the Bret Hart 1-2-3 kid match. Yeah, that was the, lots of references in there. There was one bit where Punk did a GTS 2 Darby Allen and he falls through the ropes. Because a lot of people were thinking, oh, Punk's just beating all these young lads and whatnot. But in the early stages, at least, when he was doing this, he was always putting them over and making them look very good. Mm. So he does that GTS, Darby falls through the ropes, and Punk's like, quick ref, count him out, because I can't be fighting him anymore. The He's little too scary man. Um, Punk sitting up like The Undertaker to escape a coffin drop was a gnarly cool moment. Um, so as I said, yeah, just... Punk getting to prove he could still do all of the fundamentals. He put the fun back in fundamentals in this match here, and it was just a good match. Is it too early? Is this too? Is this? Is this the best here? Is it too early for that? I really enjoyed it. I, I thought, thought it was first, fantastic for a first match back in seven years, and against someone like Derby, who was getting the rub, you know, getting CM Punk's first match back in wrestling in seven years. I think it goes in the best. I think it goes in the best as well because it wasn't just about the quality of the match, which was really good. Certainly top two tiers, but what pushes it into the best was the sense of occasion as well. Yeah. This is first match. Yeah, and yeah. it had everything. Did all of its business very well. Made Punk look good, made Derby look good. 
all of the good things. Yes. Then we move on to Papa Papa Powerhouse Hobbs on AEW Rampage number seven, or was it number eight? I can't quite remember. Grand Slam it was anyway. This was the match that was set up uh, after Hobbs put Punk through the announce table in devastating fashion. The send hook meme was born out of that angle. This match, obviously, because Papa Papa Powerhouse is a big strong boy, CM Punk starts the match at a thousand miles an hour because he wants to get rid of the big man very quickly. He tries to go for a GTS very quickly, and it just doesn't quite work. And then it sort of builds to there to where. Once again, CM Punk makes a young whippersnapper, relatively speaking, like Powerhouse Hobbs, look very, very good because Hobbs just beat him down for ages. Yeah, and I think by this point, Punk was already trying to show off. He's going, mm. I can fight the small man, now I'm fighting a much bigger man. Mm. Look how different, look how I've adapted my game for yeah. this. And it had Hook getting involved as well. Hook was causing all sorts of distractions on the ring apron, which allowed Hobbs to get on top. Hobbs was doing big moves, like uh, big cross bodies and stuff, where Punk's on the ropes and he slides. That thing where Punk... Hobbs on the ropes, Punk slides up his back, but then like down the back of his head and down to the floor, that okay. sort of thing. Mm. It looked devastating, so it did, but it also looked very, very good as well. Um, Punk survived a scary spot where he was, do he was going for Hurricane Rana off the top rope, but he sort of slips and he lands on his head, but he manages to get the win after a little crash between Hobbs and Hook, which, as again, sort of kept Hobbs looking kind of strong because mm. of the, the malfunction at the junction there. But this is, I guess this is where we're, as well, where we'll learn uh, that CM Punk is going to be a full-time guy and not just someone who comes back every sort of six months for a, a big showcase match so once again this in terms of business did everything it needed to do Hobbs looking good Punk looking good but in a different way to Derby Hook was getting involved it wasn't quite as accomplished a match as the Derby one for me yeah. but I agree it did all of the business that it needed to I think it's lovely lovely, lovely it's to down, yeah, yeah. Go. but it's another good start from CM Punk in AEW then we move on to Daniel Garcia 14. <laughs> it's just so foreboding isn't it it's a great start <laughs> that's what we're going to get in there because it has all gone sour hasn't mm -hmm. it anyway CM Punk then takes on Daniel Garcia on Rampage number 10 14 minutes and 5 seconds this match was once again we've seen Punk take on a little guy then we've seen Punk take on a, a, a big guy then we've seen Punk in this match take on a technical guy mm. this is where the match where all the sort of the footwork all oh, the footwork all the submission holds and the strikes and whatnot. That well, this is what came with the four uh, Punk got the win with the Anaconda Vice for the first time in AEW in this match and he did a bloody Pepsi twist oh. Oh. but once again he's doing lots of selling and storytelling he was selling the leg all the way through the match uh, Garcia picked up that body part apart like a good old professional wrestling man would do then instead of doing what he had been doing uh, Punk started to quicken the pace and then despite the, the the hurt limb he just won yeah. so yeah he, he, he told the story but then was just like ah! and then quickened the pace at the end to get the big, uh, the big win this one for me is on a similar level to the Hobbs match I think yeah, definitely, uh, yeah. it did it's job Questions starting to creep in, I remember, around this stage. Is Punk going to put anyone over? But mm. he, he's he, in context at the time, it was the biggest thing around. He'd just come back to wrestling. He wasn't going to lose any time early on. Yeah. I think even sharing the ring with these younger guys was giving them a bit of a rub. It was a no-win situation for the people who were like, oh, is he just going to beat all these young whippersnappers who are the future of the business? Because obviously you can't have Punk lose on a random rampage to someone like at the time Garcia. Mm. Maybe you could have him lose to Garcia yeah. now after everything that's gone on. Um, but it's just the way Garcia wore him down and then Punk just came back. There was a big thing off the top rope, then a pile driver, then the vice. It was just sort of like a, a bit of a smash and yeah. grab win. I like the way Punk was doing things at the start because he was, obviously he wasn't going to lose, but the way he was winning, it was making everyone else look good as well. It was all logical. Yeah. I think it's, 
um, it's lovely as well. Yeah. There we go. I would argue it's a bit better than the Hobbs one. I would argue that as well. There oh, we lovely. Mm-hmm. Then we go on to the match versus Matt Seidel, AEW Rampage number 11. Seidel is going 200 miles an hour at the start because he can and Punk can't in comparison to Matt Seidel. Uh, both men are on the top rope and they fall out the ring to the floor. It was absolutely devastating to watch. Punk gets one neck breaker in, but then Seidel goes back on the attack and he's out there thinking, Punk's done one move in like eight or nine minutes here and Seidel is just wrestling rings around him. Could he be beating CM Punk in this match? Rampage, could he do it? No, no, no. no, no. Um, Seidel escapes Punk's finishes. He hits a lightning spiral, which I didn't realise was the name of his his finishing manoeuvre. And it looks like it's over, but it's not quite. Then Punk basically just fights back one GTS later, and it's over. Oh, he's like John Cena, isn't he? Yeah, just a bit. He has turned into the thing. But was that on purpose? Because we're building towards the Eddie Kingston feud here. So was this building like, oh, he's become the thing he hated back in the day? I don't think they would have quite thought that in the structure of these matches I, well that's at least my yeah, interpretation good. of it I'm I think that, any interpretation I just think it was more about Punk being older and he's lost a step mm. and he needs to really pull it out of the bag against these younger or more high flying or more technical uh, guys yeah because so, yeah. that was the good thing as well because despite the fact Matt Seidel is yeah, 55-56 years of age at this point he once again CM Punk made his opponent look very good in defeat he made, made himself look more vulnerable than he had done in any of the other matches which I can see why people would take as a slight on someone like Powerhouse Hobbs who in comparison to Matt Seidel should mm. be maybe dominating someone like CM Punk a bit more but this match was a lot better than it had any right to be because heading in you're thinking about what Matt Seidel had done up until what date was it I've got the dates written down here no I haven't I've got the whenever it was last mm. year uh, you're thinking he hasn't done anything so this is just going to be a squash match but it wasn't and it was just a, a nice story told once again I thought this is the first one for me that might dip into alright but I think it's got enough about it to be in lovely still it was a good match oh yes yes okay I'll go alright um, oh you go alright uh, yeah well, oh, mate, well it's, it's either or top of alright bottom of lovely I'm fine with because Seidel was very good in this match in the fact that he made him look so good, I'll, I'll stick that in all right, in lovely as well. Mm. But now I'm worried we're making this too top heavy. No. There's no, worse no. things to come. It was a I fantastic know. start, man. Yeah. And then we get on to a really inconsequential oh, match, which no. was CM Punk against Robert Fishington. Oh, no. 12 minutes and 58 seconds oh, on Dynamite. No. Uh, a match that looks, in hindsight now, is where sat here on the 14th of September. And all of the headlines Bobby Fish has made over the past couple of weeks, it looks really different in comparison to what it looked like at the time. Because at the time... You thinking bloody hell Bobby Fish is on this string of really good matches in AEW when they had no right to be believe me that was what was happening uh, but this one on was Rampage like just, and stuff he was yeah, tearing it up just having he? these bomb burners mm. doing all these big gnarly moves that what he said to me on straight to hell he wasn't allowed to do in NXT because he was taught to be the background guy mm. in the Undisputed Era but this one was just a, I've written down a proper cockfight you know what I mean guess could say turns out because they really hate each other Punk was doing all of his big moves like topes and stuff off the top which allows Bobby to capitalise and work the leg once again Punk's leg getting worked on once again Fish gets out of a GTS attempt but then eats one and loses but then he kicks out at either 2.99 or maybe 3.1 I really think he kicks out I think he kicks out just before 3 so do I looking back at it as well Um, so once yeah that's why well Fish hated Punk. Fish hates how Punk does all the MMA-inspired stuff. So Fish did this, and then Punk didn't like Fish off the back of this. That's what I've learned from all the headlines. It was a similar critique, Bobby Fish. It reminded me of when you hear people talking about the heat that Goldberg gets or got back in the day. Mm. Because he, even though he's a wrestler and an American football guy, background guy, he dressed like UFC Kem Shamrock. He had the gloves and the little biker shorts and stuff, and he was trying to pretend to be a, a legit martial artist. And that's Bobby Fish's issue with CM Punk. Yeah. 
It depends oh, how much you want to look into the finish, I think, which scuppers the, the sort of ranking of this the, match. The finish definitely effective for me. Yeah. And I think that Fish's explanation, or, or no, he didn't really explain it, did he? But I, I think the implication was that Punk took too long to cover him. So Fish thought, well, I'll almost kick out of this. But the reason Punk took too long to cover him is because he was selling the damage that Bobby had done to his leg. Yeah. So it's a bit of a catch-22 situation there. But I think the action up until the finish was really, really good. Go back and watch it. Damn and then, I, then I think that it has to be knocked down to it all right then I'm maybe. Fine with that. Yeah, because the finish does affect it definitely, yeah, I think. Big yeah. time. But anyway, Bobby Fish was <laughs> doing well. Big time. Big time. Yes, big time. I'm speaking like Nathan Fraser now by ST. <laughs> and then we move on to a huge match at, at full gear, sorry, 2021 against Edward Kingston, which only went 11 minutes and 7 seconds according to Cage Match, which of course is a fantastic source for all your professional oh, yes. wrestling needs. Uh, Shades of Grey from Punk in the first time in AEW in the build to this match, because this is of course where Punk was sort of body shaming Eddie Kingston and saying mm. his belly meant he couldn't realise his potential in AEW. Uh, Kingston was lambasting the way Punk was going on backstage, calling him Two-Face. Uh, Two-Faced and... No, two, call him Two-Faced from Batman. Call him Two-Faced in Ring of Honor and stuff like that. So this was a nice oh, new yeah, shade for saying You've Punk. always been this way. You're not a good guy. It was interesting how they had... Because obviously Kingston at that time was, you know, one of the biggest baby faces in the company, taking on Punk, one of the biggest baby faces in the company. Something had to give and it turned out Punk looking like a bit of a dick in one of these because it's happened a few times now where someone's gone you're an arsehole you we don't like you here and this was sort of put uh, Eddie Kingston doing mm. that as well here uh, I really like AEW's decision not to turn Kingston heel for this feud yeah. because I think they knew the fans would still cheer him and it's it's crazy to think that Eddie Kingston still got cheered against CM Punk making his return after so many years so I think it speaks to how popular Eddie Kingston was as well or yeah. is still still enduringly yeah. popular because um, it was also fantastic because this is where we really got hammered home that Punk had become the thing he hated back in the day he had become which sporting franchise there? The New York Yankees Indeed because that's what he wanted to hate John Cena for being back in, the, mm. back in 2011 wasn't it so he'd become that Eddie Kingston was now the sort of de facto punk of the feud and he sort of hammered this home during this match because he did four of the five moves of doom mm. but then Kingston got out of the five knuckle shuffle uh, Eddie Kingston knocked punk out with the hurricane before the bell even rang and the crowd as Jack said there were going absolutely radio rental for Eddie Kingston then the pace quickened when the match actually started um, because it just turned into a proper like sluggers brawl another mm. cockfight sort of thing uh, punk uh, was bleeding lots Eddie rubbed that blood into his own head because wrestlers like doing that sort of thing I've written down here a breathless encounter which caused both men to sort of collapse while on the middle rope, which was a really nice story yeah. being told there because, you know, while they are getting on a bit, they are still in fantastic shape, but, you know, getting yeah. over the slugging and whatnot was just knocking them out, knocking them for six. Uh, Eddie goes for one more hurricane, but Punk gets out of it and he hits a GTS for the win. Then, obviously, after the bell, Eddie refuses to shunk, uh, shake Punk's hand, uh, but I've written down here just what a fight. Another different yeah. shade of a match for, uh, for Sam Punk in AEW. I think this might be the most unique match of all the matches that he's yeah. had apart from maybe one we'll get to later on but I, I really really enjoyed this I think it's a no-brainer Ross top tier so in the top tier no doubt big which time. will sort the order of the top tier oh, obviously yeah. at the end we'll okay. find out which has been Punk's best match in the opinion of Jack the Jobber at the end of this video number 7 hometown hero CM Punk defeats QT Marshall yes. with Aaron Solo I can't believe he did it and Nick Camarato in his <laughs> corner well they got sent to the back uh, because of shenanigans which meant that Punk was in a straight up singles match now and I mentioned that because it's crucial because Punk in a straight up singles match with QT Marshall went 11 minutes and 8 seconds. <laughs> Dynamite <laughs> Thanksgiving edition. 
Did, do you know if this match came before or after Big Show squashed QT Marshall? Oh, I think that was on full gear, was it not? Oh, well then, why is he then going however long with CM Punk? Let me and just check that. Competitive match. Speak amongst yourself for a second. QT I, I Marshall. Just, I, and the, well, I will, this is a good point to clarify. We're not doubting the ability and, and the professionalism of QT Marshall. He can go in there and have an acceptable match or better with anyone. He's a really... Um, a really valuable asset to AEW in that regard but just in terms of the kayfabe QT Marshall I think we're being critical that oh no all out all out 2021 is that right oh so it was still after the big show yeah all out yeah 50 September 2021 this is what I mean I'm not doubting QT Marshall's ability as a pro wrestler but kayfabe the character QT Marshall there's no consistency is there no not at all one second he's getting spaffed on another second he's taking CM Punk within the first few months of his run in AEW to 11 minutes and 8 seconds with no help from his factory friends and this of course was in the midst of the MGF feud which was kicked off when Maxwell said no one on his level out comes Punk to confront him and then he refuses to shake the hand of MJF just three days after Eddie refused to shake his hand oh it's all handshakes mm. and hand grenades here as Corey Graves likes to say uh, a big elbow and the GTS for a win but of course we're asking why did this have to uh, why did this last so long um, was it because they wanted to give the hometown their money's worth that's what I've written down here just oh, a, that would make a speculatory sense. point there that's the only thing I can think of yeah because they just had the massive and brilliant promo segment with well I've written down here they didn't have to do that because just before this match they had the, the brilliant promo segment with Punk and MJF where MJF said that despite being straight edge Punk still looks like a drug addict um, Oh, yes, he did, yes. And Jeff would drop Punk quicker than his UFC career, oh. and then Punk calls him a less famous miss. So they, they'd had that. So the, given the money's worth, maybe has no leg to stand on. It was a fine match, but again, you it's can, just that... You can say he looks like a drug addict, and you can laugh at his UFC career, but don't you dare make a veiled reference to a very obscure rumour going around, yes. or he will try to blackball you from this industry. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Well, I guess he, he did it. I assume Maxwell Jacob Friedman cleared that with Punk backstage, whereas someone went into business for <laughs> themselves, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But um, this is, we, bearable, I, I think, bearable. bearable. Yeah, because it wasn't a bad match at all, but it just made no sense. Yeah, it's like, it's like having, maybe not Roman Reigns, but maybe someone like a Kevin Owens getting mm. taken to a long match by, who is the biggest jobber in the... Um... It's just Heath Slater, isn't it? He's just the answer for all the job I guess needs. so, yeah. Yeah, weird. Anyway, CM Punk then takes on Lee Moriarty, AEW Dynamite number 113, for those wanting to go back and watch it. 10 minutes and 24 seconds. MJF is on the call for this one. He says that CM stands for cooking meth because Punk looks like he does the drugs. Uh, technical wrestling masterclass I've written down here for this one. Punk going for a Frankenstein because he couldn't remember the Hobbs one because of the the, the drugs clearly hampering his memory. <laughs> uh, Lee Moriarty, that, that that Sherlock Holmes man himself. I don't know. I've not. I don't know what the reference. Yeah, Moriarty is the name of the villain in Sherlock Holmes. He was being a villain here because he did a Pepsi twist oh. to CM Punk. He's a saucy man. Uh, the the pair trade roll-ups because they have watched the wrestling before. Punk then goes for a GTS, and that's what wins the match. Then after the match, MGF cuts the promo on Punk, where he claims it's it's he's all good. All he's good for is trying to get into the pants of Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfectly timed insult because Punk had mentioned Britt Baker favourably in, I think, two promos. If he'd just done it in one, it would have been like, is he? But because he did it twice, I remember thinking, he's got him. He's got him there with that one. Yeah. But this was, for just a 10-minute match on a throwaway Dynamite, a really, really was it Dynamite Rampage? Yeah, Dynamite, yeah. yeah. I, uh, just, it's, it was really good. Yeah. I think lovely tier, maybe not I the best tier. I would agree tier. lovely tier as well. But the but audacity, the audacity of Moriarty doing a Pepsi twist to CM Punk oh, on yes. TV like that. My goodness, what a guy. Then we go on to the tag, this is wonderful, this CM Punk, Darby Allen and Sting defeating the pinnacle team of Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood and MJF. This goes nearly 25 minutes on Dynamite. On the 
holiday edition just before Christmas of 2021. Obviously, the face paint from Sting with the CM Punk taped fists. Uh, Punk doing the surface Sting uh, face paint. Darby's. What was Darby's? Um, I've gone blank. It's not in the picture. I reckon I assume, Darby had yeah. a Sting one as well. Yeah. Uh, the first time Punk and MJF were involved in a match together in the midst of their feud, this was this match here. It was just a lovely babyface Christmas wrapped win for the babyfaces yes. uh, because it was Christmas. With MJF not wanting any part, any part of Punk, uh, avoiding him at all costs for large parts, of the, uh, large parts of the match, and then he wanted to avoid him so much, he ran away into the crowd at one point. Darby gets beaten down by the heels because uh, this time FTR was still heel, heel which is a, a weird thing it to them because um, yeah. they are so popular as we're sat here in September of 2022 and because, because this show was in Greensboro which was WCW territory mm. this is where Sting was basically the star of the match Darby got beat down a lot Punk was sort of preoccupied with MJF so Sting comes in for the hot tag and just spaps in the faces of FTR and MJF for a period as well uh, Punk was about to do a GTS on, on MJF before Dax Harwood sacrifices himself then he gets hit with a GTS and a Scorpion death drop and a coffin drop for the win oh. while Punk was the main story for this match he wasn't like the main bit yeah. of the action it was all about Sting because we're back in WCW and it's Christmas and much like Die Hard mm. Sting is Christmas <laughs> I think that this one is probably either top of lovely or in the best but not necessarily because of Punk as you've said he wasn't the focal point of the match but that doesn't mean does that affect where it goes I was going to say game? because we are judging this on CM Punk's <laughs> matches he didn't really do too much in the match while the story was him and MJF they were sort of on the periphery for this one but then Adam Pacitti was in that Royal Rumble which was a great Rumble does that mean Adam Pacitti's had a really good Royal Rumble it does I don't think you can I don't think five you can question star, that Adam Pacitti uh, I'm Oh, I'm it's torn like five between star Lars, isn't it? It is. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it's not quite up to the calibre of the ones in the best, so I might put it top of lovely. I think it's in lovely, yeah. Yeah. It's just a nice nice Christmassy match. Yeah. Then we go on to the match against Wardlow at the start of 2022, I believe, on Dynamite. This is where Wardlow, once again, just looks very good in this match against CM Punk. He just spaffs all over Punk so much, uh, so much that Punk needs to go to the outside and have a little breather on the floor. Then after reversing some big Punk offence and Punk flipping off MGF at ringside, several power bombs are done by Wardlow. It looks like he's got the match won because uh, he does one through the announce table as well then rolls Punk back into the ring but then MGF just gets on the ramp uh, on the ramp on the apron sorry just starts telling Wardlow to do things he didn't need to yeah. do because the match has already won this is of course when MGF and Wardlow are building up their big breakup uh, the start of the downfall for Wardlow this was in the match because MGF stuck his nose in uh, what am I doing here MGF loses it with Wardlow and this is where the end of their relationship as I said continues to be teased uh, Diesel versus Bret Hart vibes here because Punk after getting beaten up so much just as roll up and wins he, he steals it at the last possible moment but I prefer Diesel versus Bret Hart Ross yes I think this match maybe just would have been one of those matches that didn't have to be written into the storyline mm. I don't think it helped Wardlow it made him look silly it made MJF look silly as mm. well uh, and I think that it, this was the one for me where I thought they've had to really find a way for Punk not to lose here and it didn't didn't sit that well with me so I don't. I didn't mind it, me. Okay. It, it was, it was, all these little references from NJF that, it, like, he, he was just being horrible to Wardlow, and it was just getting to that breaking point. It was getting. You know, the fans were gagging for Batista. It did to go further on. that purpose, yeah. So it was like we're getting the fans gagging for Wardlow to turn yeah. on, on MJF here. So I, I didn't mind it personally, but I can see your point of view. No, that's a good point as well. So I think maybe all right then. Yeah, I'll go for yeah. all right because it was basically a squash match until the finish, and then it wasn't. And yeah. then CM Punk just stole one, and then we get on to the best match CM Punk has ever had in a 
AEW. Okay. Uh, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. This is because Sean was the one who had to calm things down because he was in the pinnacle back then between Wardlow and MJ. He was the accountability buddy. He was the accountability buddy. He was the one telling uh, Wardlow to calm down, mm. son. Calm down. 12 seconds this match goes for on Dynamite. Uh, Spears, because they built this up, I thought, really well at the time because Spears got an impressive win against Andrew Everett. He did. The Giants yes. on Rampage before this Dynamite. He gets a massive entrance for this match. You're thinking, no, yeah. surely not. This is this is going to be a, another QT Marshall special. Ten minutes of absolute flying offense. But then MGF's like, yeah, at the start of this Dynamite here, he's like, Spears is going to beat you, punk. He's going to beat you. He's been deadly serious. No irony whatsoever. One GTS is all it took. Uh, MGF's out of the ring after the bell looking like he's going to attack Punk, but Punk catches him and then steals his scarf as we're continuing to build that feud wonderfully at this stage. This served its purpose. Yes. I don't know where we put it in a tier. Usually I think we'd put a squash match maybe unbearable just because it's so short, but this one was presented perfectly. So it's in the best then? No. <laughs> but it's in all right. Definitely at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, go on, yeah, all right. Yeah. It, it, it sort of built a nice... It was like Stranger Things when the Mind Flayer is attacking them and then Dusty Bone and Susie Pooh start singing Never Ending Story. Yeah. That it, sort of built. Exactly, it reminded me of that. Just exactly the same thing, yeah. Sean Spears loves Broadway, of course, as we learned at uh, Stadium Stampede. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. match there. Uh, number 12. Uh, CM Punk's 12th match in AEW. MJF defeats... CM Punk, 38 minutes and 9 seconds. Punk, in and obviously Chicago. in Chicago, yeah. He'd been undefeated for the first six months of his AEW run. And as Jack said, this was in his hometown. And Punk, uh, sorry, MGF just didn't win once. He won twice he on the did. night. Uh, Punk on the offensive early on before MGF gets a beat down on Punk. And then Punk fights back and then gets the crowd involved because they're slapping MGF in the tits and whatnot. This, the fans are because he's holding them, doing mm. that sort of thing. It's all good babyface stuff. Uh, MGF is doing some good sensual healing, I've written down here. Yeah. Uh, like distracting the ref and then getting some tape and choking CM Punk with it. And then that sort of allows him to put a sleeper on. And that's how we do the arm thing. One, two, three, the arm goes down and the match is over. But then Bryce is like, what's that on the floor there, Maxwell? Bryce is that is really tape switched on. that I didn't see with my own eyes? As we all know, professional referees just call what they see, but not Bryce Remsburg. No, no, no. He called this one, and then we had to restart the match again because, obviously, Bryce worked out the uh, MGF who used the, the, the tape, and he can't be doing that in, Ch in CM Punk's hometown of Chicago. So the match was restarted again, and you're thinking to yourself, obviously, because CM Punk is the hometown hero, he's just going to beat MGF up really quickly, end the match, and then get the win back. But mm. no, he went for a roll-up. That didn't work. He then hurt his knee by being overzealous as the crowd were going, go on, CM, you can do it. And then, of course, MGF fought back and worked on that hurt leg. Then they bit each other, and then Punk did a Pepsi plunge. MGF oh, rolls out the yes. wing, rolls out the ring, sorry. Wardlow comes down, step over MGF body for a stare down with Punk, but this is where some wonderful wizardry happens. Because on the replays after the final bell, when MGF beats him for a second time, we see a reverse angle, and while Wardlow and Punk are doing that stare down, Wardlow, because he's obviously being paid by MGF at this point, slips in the dynamite mm -hmm. diamond ring behind his back. Wonderful little thing there. And then we sort of just get uh, MGF back in the ring, and hoo ha! And it's over again. Now, some people might say this was overbooked. I would disagree because I thought it all served its purpose. I loved the the non-dusty finish that you thought was going to be a dusty yeah. finish. And uh, not like Dusty and Susie and not that. Not Dusty Bond, no. Um, and also, I thought it was a really bold and brave booking decision yeah. to have him lose in Chicago. And I think it paid off. Yeah, big time. I'm going for I see him pump. I guess when you... I don't know what to make about any of this, but it's clear that CM Punk and MJF were singing from the same hymn sheet yeah. here and they were making good stories all Doing the good time. Doing business. Doing good business. And then CM Punk and John Moxley... 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Defeat FTR on Dynamite. This is where uh, to get another match with MJF after what we just spoke about there. Punk had to defeat FTR in a tag team match, but his partners couldn't be Sting or Darby Allen. So Punk picks Moxley, who had sp- how, uh, Punk had spoken about so glowingly after Moxley obviously had to take his break from the business. Uh, Ca- Cash and Dax use tag team wrestling to start because they are a proper tag team, whereas the other two aren't, and they're doing really well with it. The baby faces then fight back, but then the heels distract the referee and start working a body part because they are from the 1980s. Uh, Mox then starts going bananas for a bit before Punk and Moxley hit a doomsday device. As it was clear in this match here, they were just having some fun, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. A couple of wrestling lads having some fun with some more wrestling lads. A uh, big rig on Punk. Mox is there to break up the fall. Tully Blanchard, who of course was still the manager of FTR at this time, he takes a GTS from Punk for good measure and sold it wonderfully well, despite being 97 years yeah. of age. Uh, Punk and Mox hit their finishes at the same time for a lovely win. Uh, once again, the story is about Punk, but Mox is in there doing all the work so obviously yeah. Punk had to win this match to get the match with MJF but Moxley was just going like oh I'm back now I'm looking 10 years younger than I did a few months ago I'm just going to show everybody I can still do what I do best I think uh, tonally it is very similar to the one with Sting and Darby because it's not all about Punk it's more of just a fun you know the good guys are going to win but it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the match. Mm. I think it was really good. I'm putting it in a similar place to that Derby and Sting one, I think. Yeah. A feel-good win. Yes. But it had a nice story as well with the tag team wrestlers doing some good tag team th- stuff and then the baby faces going, mm. and then fighting back. AEW Revolution 2022 dog collar match. CM Punk defeats MJF in 26 minutes and 48 seconds. Be my Valentine there, Maxwell, because of Valentine's Day, but also Greg the Hammer and his penchant for dogs. We got the origin story of MJF being a dick in the midst of this feud, and it was all because CM Punk turned his back on the pro wrestling business. So MJF says, I will become a wrestler and an arsehole just to spite CM Punk. Uh, MJF getting Punk in the dog collar on the go-home show for this match was amazing. I'd have to mention that because it was so good. And then we get the Ring of Honor Punk entrance, which upset everybody in the world because how could you know that was a scene? Um, but yeah, he got that because obviously in the weeks, well, the week before this pay-per-view, Tony Khan announced that Ring of Honor had been purchased by him and obviously Punk's history with the dog collar with Raven in Ring of Honor yeah. and whatnot. And MJF still called his personality for that match. Oh, yes. So Punk went, well, I've got my emo song from the 2000s. <laughs> 
Just you wave. Uh, a lovely start in this match with Punk pissing on MJF as he's like, oh, please leave me alone. So Punk just batters him and then MJF batters him for a bit in the head with a chain, mm. which was lovely to see. And I'm glad Punk was wearing white shorts for this match because the blood went everywhere and as it always does when you're wearing white, it just looks good, doesn't it? Yes. It looks like a horror film. And they just beat each other up for a long time. Brutal moments included MJF raking his nails through Punk's like gash on his head mm. in the midst of a GTS attempt. Excuse me, that MJF was doing what he did with the tape in the first match, but with a chain. Nice mm. little bit of storytelling there. Sequential, logical, linear. <laughs> then we get a bit of a submission map-based stuff. This match had everything. Like, yeah, we're getting trading submission holds and whatnot. We're outside the ring using the steps. Then we're back in the ring because this, he's lost so much blood. Punk can't quite hit the finisher. He's fallen down with uh, MJF in the, in the GTS position. The drama was palpable. We get a tombstone on the... There's lots of tombstones in AW, isn't there? There actually a, is, yeah. A tombstone on the apron from Punk to MJF. And then we get the thumbtacks in the ring because it looks like Punk is going to use them. But no, MJF does a big superplex into them instead. Brutal stuff. And then, of course, we get the, the closing angle of the match, which is Wardlow coming down to the ring. Uh, MJF's like, give me the diamond ring to have me win the same time I did for the second time in the first match. And Wardlow's like, oh, I can't find it. Where is it? MJF then turns his back to fight Punk some more. Then Wardlow's like, oh, there it is. He sees the Punk's on top. He leaves it on the apron. What, uh, M Punk picks it up and then uses it to win the match. A nice bit of tit for tat there for yeah. CM Punk. Um it's an easy, the best tier for it's me. An easy one, Not yeah. just for the match, but I thought the feud and the build was excellent as well. Mm. So I'm putting that in the best. It was all going so bloody well Punk's at this point, wasn't it? Last grade AW match. Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find see. out, won't yeah. we? Yeah. Then he has that match against Dax Harwood. So maybe Jack's Oh, maybe not. Oh, hang on. And a masturbatory Bret Hart affair. 12 <laughs> yeah. minutes and 51 seconds. Just a straight up professional wrestling match. Each man systematically trying to take down the other person. Uh, body part by body part. CM Punk was working Dax's arm. Dax was working Punk's neck made sand. Uh, the ass boys are at ringside which distracts Harwood at times. He misses a diving headbutt off the top. Otherwise he would have hit it if it wasn't for those damn ass boys. Then he fought back and started to dominate Punk for a long time. He does a big superplex. Both men go over the top with that suplex spot where one guy goes over the other guy follows them because they don't let go. Scary then spot. He, yeah, horrible. There's a lot to them. There's a lot to them in AEW oh, as well, actually, isn't yeah. Then we get a sharpshooter on Punk from Dax Harwood. Punk's in the uh, got the Anaconda Vice then on Dax. Then Punk goes for a GTS but that doesn't work. Another sharp shooter from Dax is then put on but then eventually Punk wins by reversing that into the Anaconda Vice and then for the first time ever in AEW history mm. Punk does that because he's either like really hungry or he wants the world title well, just a really good I'm match. really relieved that the ass boys were involved in this because that's what I was worried this match was going to miss <laughs> it was a really good match but does it does it belong at the top of lovely or does it belong in the best I would argue bottom of the best because that was the best. That was one of my big arguments for making Dax Harwood the oh, half yes. wrestler of the year. Of course. For the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, Colties, which he um, won, by the way. He did win uh, from a fan vote on yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Um, go on then. I'll put it in the best. It was very good. It was very good. It just, just didn't, it wasn't as epic as the other ones. But that's all right. But it was the footwork, Jack, you see? Yes. It was the footwork. It, it was, was the so fundamentals pure. on show. It was so lovely. Technical. Uh, CM Punk then defeats Matt Cast uh, Max Caster, not his brother, Matt Caster, uh, in seven minutes, nine seconds on Dynamite. It was, this is was the, the opening match of the night on that particular night, and it just felt like the opening match of the I night. I don't remember this one. Yeah, it wasn't one of those big, like, where they have, like, you know, Hangman and Danielson open a big car, yeah. and just, it's one of those barn burners. This was just like, oh, this is the opening match of the night. Let's just have a nice wrestling match, and then just move on and do some bigger stuff later on. Uh, Pac uh, sorry, Caster is having a competitive match but then Bowens gets involved on the outside to help turn the tide and just help 
sorry, Casta get on top mm. a lot more. Punk then wins with a brutal pile driver after a little bit of a struggle. There was a little bit of a like a, a, a false start, then he just did it good and proper. Then he transfers that into the Anaconda Vice, I think, as well. Uh, lots of mentions about going for the world title by this point because he's ranked. I think this was just him like racking up the ranking points to get him at the top of the ranking mm. to make that eventual match uh, have some credence to it. And then after the after the bell, Punk cuts a promo saying he'll have lots more grey hairs than he already does. He has lots of grey hairs in his beard. Then he'll have more scars than he already does in his head and whatnot. Whether it's Cole or Hangman, because that was the match at the time for the next pay-per-view, he's going to be world champion. I think this is the very definition of towards the old top of all right here. Top of all right? Yeah. It was all right. I thought it like there. It was all right for what it was. Because I guess this was like Caster's... Was it his first big like singles match against the proper big name? I just... I don't feel qualified to really argue because I don't really remember it at all. And I, and I love Max Costa and the acclaimed, as we all do now. But I don't really remember this match much. That's fair. I thought it was all right going fair back enough. and watching it. Uh, 17. CM Punk defeats Penta Oscuro once again. We're continuing to rack up the ranking points to get Punk to the top of that there thing, I think. Uh, lots of taunts at the start of this match yeah. because it's Penta. And then we get lots of strikes and lots of chops. Punk goes for a GTS, but somehow Penta, and I still don't know how, I did, how he did this going back and watching it, reverses that into an ankle lock. He's, he's crazy so smooth uh, Punk then injures his, his knee once again off a tope this time excuse me and that didn't quite go to plan uh, the tope that didn't quite go to plan so Penta worked it baby like all good professional wrestling mm-hmm. heel baby faces do uh, so uh, so much so that when Punk did a Frankensteiner then tried to do a GTS but he couldn't because oh my knee mm-hmm. my knee hurts and um, Punk was then actually selling knee to the point where people were thinking he was botching because he was going for the big uh, dive and clothesline off the top rope yeah. where he springboards himself and he was it. falling down he just was it selling or was it botching I don't know I does, don't... The, does it matter if you can't tell yeah oh well maybe that's, it worked then yeah yeah maybe uh, Penta then tries to rip Punk's arm off which sees Punk reverse that into the Anaconda Vice and then they're just having a brawl and it's class yeah. and then P- uh, CM Punk it's a GTS for the win it's lovely it's lovely 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 somewhere in the middle there I think because it only I say it only went nearly went 14 minutes but it was it was really good all the yeah, same yeah I would agree just too much posture at the start of these Penta matches for me you know too much you, of this throw the gloves gloves and all that sort uh, of stuff the Orange Cassidy catch the um, the sunglasses no Danhausen catch Orange Cassidy sunglasses oh I can't remember Orange Cass- just, just the other week Orange Cassidy threw them out the ring because he was against Penta and he went I'll show you this and Danhausen didn't even move his hand just went oh but then he didn't do it all cool like Roman Reigns when he caught the mic off Brock Lesnar. Uh, he then turned around and went like, yeah! <laughs> Crowd liked it, though. That's the difference between AEW and WWE. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we get CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes in a match that I forgot happened completely but going back and watching it, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh. Early on, Dustin's the one to hurt his knee, so Punk is all over that because Shades of Grey once again mm. as he's building towards this match with Hangman. It's like the Kingston and Punk feud once again. Punk going more healy than he was babyfacey. At one point, he smashes Dustin's knee into the ring apron hammer home that he's ruthless mm. and he's got lots of aggression, aggression. Uh, Dustin then fought back and hit a code red for a near fall uh, Punk then goes back to the knee and then tries a figure four on Dustin but once again Dustin fights back and hits a massive pile driver of his own Punk then sells his arm because Dustin had done things to it so he couldn't hit a GTS once again more logical storytelling from CM Punk in this match here uh, so with that avenue closed and the inability to hit the GTS he goes for a roll up and picks up the win the pair embrace afterwards because they are nice men. I don't remember much of it, but from the sounds of it, it was really good. Yeah, just another one of those matches. 
stories. That's what it was. Just like I'll work your body part, you yeah. work mine. I can't use my body parts. So oh, go I bet they have so much respect for each other. Oh, big time. Yeah, I bet Pug really respects. Been in the trenches with each other for years. They have. <laughs> um, I'll I'll put it in lovely then. By the sounds of it, yeah, Would I you think say lovely. So? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not one of the best lovelies, but just a lovely match. Nice yeah. story. Seventy minutes, twenty six seconds. Dustin defined the laws of physics once again, like he always does. And after this match, Hangman's uh, down to the ring. Uh, sorry, just on the ramp, just looking at Punk because mm. we're building towards double or nothing. Continuing on the road towards double or nothing, we get Punk defeating John Silver on Dynamite. Eight minutes and six seconds. Oh, Punk should have been longer. How can QT Marshall versus CM Punk be longer than John Silver? <laughs> Every dog has his day, clearly. But Punk is in Long Island, so he wore some kind of sporting jersey that made the crowd oh, hate yes. him even more. I think it was like wearing... Like it, I think it was a player from Blue and the, Orange. It the, was. It was the New York Islanders. It was their team. But he was wearing. It's like wearing a like a, an Andy Cole shirt in Newcastle Whoa. after he's already left. I think it was like Dear a player who left me. them. Yeah. What a bastard. Yeah. Anyway, because obviously I like the fact that Punk had done that. Just when he's in Long Island, he is a heel mm -hmm. and just a heel like Brett in Canada. Yeah. Another Brett Hart thing. Uh, Punk was trying to keep Silver grounded early on, not let him get going and get up ahead of steam, which I love that little tactical thing. Because mm. once Johnny Hungy gets going, there's no stopping him, which eventually he did in this match and he just, he's been a massive meat man here. Brain Buster, Tornado DDT. How do you think he was going to win? But no, Punk survives. Then Punk boots Silver in the head, gets on the apron, looks at Hangman, who's on commentary for this. This match mm. then does a buckshot for the and win. Nails it. He bloody nails, nails it. it. Which he always would. It just must have been like someone sleeping with Hangman's wife and looking at Hangman while doing so. But not quite. Well, for this time, yeah. Yeah, this was really, this was a good buckshot. Yeah, and oh. it was because he did it in Long Island, obviously got a bigger reaction than mm. would have done elsewhere in the country, I would assume. Uh, and then Paige comes back down the ring, gets in Punk's face, and then Punk says, like, whatever it takes, I'll take the title. Then mm. he, he shakes Hangman's hand, but Hangman flips him off. Uh, a short match, but once again, a nice story told with Punk trying to end it early and suppressing all of Hungy's offense. Hungy getting lots of offense in, and then obviously the, the, the little story there with Hangman at the end there. I thought it was a good bit of business, I all right? It was a lovely, lovely, lovely bit of business as yeah, well. Yeah, so I would agree it, with that. We're there. flying through this, let me tell you. We're already on to Punk's 20th match in AEW. Is which this where was it starts to... A little mm. one, yeah. Uh, AEW World Titles on the line. CM Punk defeats Adam Hangman Page. 25 minutes and 40 seconds at double or nothing of this very year. Hangman turns everything in the build, obviously, to this match to rather Hangman versus Punk as Hangman trying to save AEW from Punk mm. and his arsehole ways backstage. Yeah, workers' rights. You don't don't believe in them you only believe in them when it works for you you prick yeah oh god it's just <laughs> it's just a like decline that. isn't it it's just a decline <laughs> um interestingly good because I watched this one in full again the commentators early on are saying the story is the commentators are getting across that Punk can sometimes be an arsehole when he wants to which could help him win this match whereas Hangman is so bloody wholesome is he capable of being an arsehole to keep his title and beat the, the big CM Punk arsehole? No, he wasn't. He wasn't, though, was he? Uh, How was this match, watching it back? Because I've only seen this one as it happened, and I imagine it was better in a vacuum than at the end of, like, a five-hour AEW. Oh, yeah, it was, once again, a big story thing, because we had Punk either botching or selling <laughs> once again by trying... But then again, he was trying to do all of Hangman's moves, wasn't yeah. he? But he wasn't quite doing them, which... It's either botching, it's either selling because of what Hangman did to him, or it's either 
punk is trying another man's moves that he can't do because it's another man's moves and that other man is but better. it could also have been that could have actually been what was actually happening yeah. I, I've, I think he botched at least one of the attempts mm. and maybe then he thought I'll botch the second one or I don't know it's hard to tell yeah, then he Hangman, botched one of them definitely yeah Hangman does some of Punk's moves too because this is personal mm. obviously then we get the bit where we go to the outside and Hangman picks up the belt he's like oh this is my title oh this is my title CM Punk you're not getting it then the referee takes it off Hangman and puts it in the safe zone where both wrestlers couldn't dream of getting their hands on it and using it for the finish of the match he puts it on the ring apron yeah <laughs> the ref bump then happens which gives Hangman the chance to use the belt but he can't do it because he's so bloody wholesome it's Bret Hart and Roddy Piper from Wrestlemania mm. all over again Punk then reverses the buckshot that hits a GTS and gets the win Oh, it was, obviously, as Jack said, it was at the end of a very long night, but I thought going back and watching it, it wasn't one of Punk's best matches. Mm. But I like, if you're going to have Hangman, because it's hard to look back on on Hangman's ring, because Hangman's ring was crap. Let's just say what it was. It was just, it was, it, by this point, in my eyes, it had turned all into Punk. Just It was CM Punk yeah. showing Hangman was the guy holding the title. The only person I talked to who I think was surprised that Punk won was Andrew. Because he's a he's cowboy, also a cowboy like Hangman, well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see why they had him lose. And having him lose in this way, I thought was some good character development. Because, mm. you know, it was the first time he'd been to the top of the mountain, so to speak, and not having that killer instinct, yeah. that cerebral assassinness about his person. Um, it, that's what bit him on the arse. But I think it's not one of the best matches he had in AEW. No. I think it's lovely to you. Yeah, me too, but it should have been in the best tier. Yeah. The hype made it seem like it would be, but I'll put it in lovely. But I tell you what, going back and watching it as well, you couldn't tell that these two men like legitimately had some beef because they just no. they just had a match and obviously because Punk was winning, Punk didn't have any issues with it, so Punk was yeah. fine with it, yeah, because yeah. as we know now, Punk only oh, likes things when they benefit him. Oh. Uh, 21, Sam Punk and FTR take on Max Caster and the Ass Boys. Okay. This is the match that went 11 minutes and 50 seconds, but also the match where Punk has the entrance with the title for the first time after double or nothing. It's got the elevated entrance ramp, which I think they used on the pay-per-view before as well. Mm. He goes to jump off the elevated ramp into the crowd and catches his ankle on the, on oh, the barricade no. as he lands and obviously breaks it into smithereens. And he's limping down to the ring from the ramp. I don't think a lot of us caught on to that until... Yeah. Yeah. The news of the injury came out after this dynamite went off the air, but it's clear to see that's when it happens because he's limping down the ramp. Uh, the tag teams, unsurprisingly, do tag team things, but with Caster, it's going at it with Punk because he's just sort of the odd man out because mm. uh, Bowens wasn't fit to take part in this match. Billy Gunn's on the outside, causing distraction, which allows the heels to get out, uh, come out on top. Uh, sorry, get on top at that time. A uh, big elbow drop from Punk. He's set up for the GTS, but Billy gets involved once again. Punk throws Austin Gunn into Billy, which knocks Billy to the floor somehow because he's, you know, he's a he's brick. Massive he's a guy. wall, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, FTR hit the big rig for the win. All right. Yeah, it's just all right. Yeah, just it? all right because the the main thing everyone remembers for this match is it's the one where Punk injured himself in the entrance, and he so. didn't do too much in the match, which I guess is just down to being rugged. Yeah. Uh, Punk uh, then cuts a pro after the match, saying he's never done drugs, but standing here with the title, having won with the crowd going wild, it's what it must feel to be like on them. <laughs> <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird then, decision. And then say. Tanahashi comes out. We're set up uh, Punk and Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. I thought it was just yes, yeah, Jack said it was just an all right match. Virgin, yeah. lovely, lovely. It was okay. 
Um, then we get on to match number 22. Obviously, Punk is written out for a long time because of that injury there. Uh, Tanahashi goes on to face Moxley for the interim title at uh, Forbidden Door. Moxley comes out of that with the title. So we have the actual champion, Punk, versus the interim champion, Moxley, where Moxley defeats Punk in three minutes and ten seconds. Uh, cage match had it written down as, but I, 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 it felt shorter. It felt a lot shorter than that, yeah. It was halfway through the show, which obviously didn't feel right at the time. Um, he got his ass kicked. JR was <laughs> loving it. Yeah, every uh. everyone was saying the story is, oh, Punk came back too soon. He just wanted to put a show on for the fans who would be missing him so much. But then Jim Ross said, now he got his ass kicked. He got his ass whooped. Whoop. My, the warning signs went off for me when this was not the main event of the show. Yeah. And I was like, what have they got in store for us here? I, I don't, my issue isn't with... Um, Punk necessarily losing maybe because it did it was a genuine shock everyone just assumed Moxley would lose and make way for Punk and everything and uh, it was probably quite a cool idea that he didn't do that but the way it happened was very strange to me I mean in the, looking why back why did they hype it up so much on TV their world title match it'll go as long as it needs to oh yeah because it was, the, they was saying a, that a lot. standard match wasn't there with mm. Buddy Murphy after, uh, sorry Buddy Matthews afterwards wasn't there um, but uh, the bigging up of the well obviously it's interim title versus world title it's going to be a big thing so they had to big it up I guess yeah and it's just going back to Punk, man. It, he, he got everything he wanted out of this angle. I feel like... He got the soul-crushing defeat. Yes, they shoehorned, like, several weeks or maybe months of storytelling and, like, getting convinced he can go for the big ones mm. again into one segment with the dog-faced grammar himself. Yeah. Ace Steel. Um, so that was weird. But ultimately, Punk got the big crushing defeat here had to be convinced to, like, you know, fight for his stuff and whatnot. He did for that. Chicago. And then he came back and he won the title. Yeah, he still wasn't happy. So he got everything he wanted. I think <laughs> I know, I know, and I, I think looking at it, I was so confused that week. Like, why on earth have they done this? Even if it does go out, we suspect, and Punk gets his win back at the pay per view, which he did. Why would they do it this way? And looking back now, actually, I've got a slightly more favourable view of it because I think we're all looking at it from too much of a Punk centric point of view. Yeah. But it kind of made Moxley look still a bit strong. Yeah. Even though he was ultimately going to lose the belt, it showed that he's a, a ruthless killer. A killer, yeah. Because yeah. in the match itself, <clears throat> Punk goes for a big kick at the start of the match. But the pivoting mm. foot is what goes and Punk sells the pivoting foot because all the weight was on it and it yeah. hadn't healed and whatnot. Uh, Mox, the, uh, Mox then just jumps on him and it just goes going ah, 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 for a while. Then two Death Riders later and it's over. Obviously, the narrative was that Punk came back too early. Um, and But yeah. I, I think it's... I would have been I would have been screaming for it to be in the bin if we'd done this tier list a few weeks ago, but now I think bearable. I think bearable as well. Yeah, really it, convoluted and weird, but bearable. It's still. St why, why did they have to do it then? Why did they have to do them one match and then the second match? Why couldn't it just have been the second? I match? guess to keep Moxley a bit strong, which yeah. is why I look on it a little bit more favourably now. Because it was Moxley's idea, as we read in the dirty sheets and whatnot, to have this match happen to be on convinced. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why did mm. they Why did they have to do this one and then not just yeah. wait for the pay per view? Because it was initially announced just for the pay per view, wasn't it? Yes. But then we get to the pay-per-view. But then if it was just a pay-per-view match, it's just Moxley losing. Yeah. So I kind of get it. I kind of get it. It is weird. But then again, Punk got everything he wanted. He was an <laughs> arsehole. Uh, all out 2022. The world title's on the uh, line. Moxley defending against CM Punk. The match goes 19 minutes I honestly, and 57 seconds. After what happened after this show, I really don't remember this match very well at all. <laughs> no, this, I don't think it was that good, really. Oh. A nice tease early on with Punk going for the GTS, trying to end the match you know, as quick as the first one did. Yeah, I, I like that little story 
plot point. Okay. Uh, but obviously Mox gets out of it. Then Punk just starts pissing blood. It's a really back and forth thing where it looked like both men were going to win. Uh, we're getting chokes, we're getting strikes, we're getting all sorts. It's just a big, massive brawl. That bit was good. Uh, lots of kickouts, which Matthew of Botchmania fame would hate, mm. I assume. Um, uh, but the biggest one coming after a death rider, you think it's up, but no. Pox, uh, Pox, Punk gets out mm. of it. Uh, Mox is then laying it in with the big strikes and whatnot. Uh, but then there's a G um, then he goes for a GTS, does Punk. Yeah. And Moxley threatens to do the old Cena thing of falling through, or, or the Derby thing, as it might be known mm. now, uh, falling through the ropes to the floor. But no, he bounces back and just sort of collapses on the top of Punk. And then he goes, yeah, I've got the, the wills of Chicago pulsating through my veins. Mm. I must fight and do this, even though I can't do it physically. The will of the people will get me through. And he just oh, hits I a, I another it, GTS, yeah. and then that's how the match ends. So... Um, I, I I enjoyed it more than the Hangman one. I think I did as well. Go on, I had to remind myself there. It was brutal. It was more like the Kingston match. Yes. I liked the tease at the start that they were going to do a reversal of the squash on TV as Maybe well. Maybe I've been a bit harsh saying it wasn't that good. Mm, I think it's definitely lovely, but I would hesitate to put it in the best. Yeah, I would put it in the lovely as well. And then it just got totally overshadowed by everything that happened after. Yeah. MGF returned, by the way. Just in case well, you forgot. I actually <laughs> didn't remember that, that happened as well, yeah. And then we had the press conference. So yeah, there we go. That is... Every single CM Punk AEW match that he's had so far in a tier list, yeah. we'll just have to work out which has been the best one so right. far. The pictures are very small. Is the match against Darby Allen at All Out 21 better than the match against... That's the one against Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. No, I preferred the one against Eddie Kingston just. Is the one against Robert Fish? No, no, no MJF. No. MJF. MJF. It's the, uh, that is the first one against MJF. Uh, yeah, the first one against MJF. Is that better than the one against Kingston? I preferred it to the Derby one just, just, or oh, did I? Yeah, but not more than the Kingston one. Kingston or Dog Collar? Dog Collar. Ooh. Mm. Oh, then we have Dog Collar or Dax Harwood. I think that's the, my final order, that. Ooh, if I but would it's put, really close, I would, though. I would, I would put the Kingston on top of the Dog Collar. Maybe. It's really close, but I think the Dog Collar was like Backlash 2001. Yeah. Storytelling at its most exciting. Yeah, I guess yeah. it was the build to the, the long builds to the match, mm. which set in part, maybe. But there, you're, excuse me, there we go. That is all of CM Punk's AEW matches in a tier. My God, I should have right. necked, necked a coffee before I came in here. <laughs> um, tell us how wrong we are in the comments down below. Tell mm. us how much we are wrong for Love and CM Punk. They all punk. suck. Yeah. We, to I've be fair, Ross, I think you've been really complimentary of CM Punk, who you despise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as I said, it's just recently all the stuff that's yeah. gone on. He got everything he wanted from that world title angle with Moxley, yet he's still unhappy. But Why? He is, it's so conflicting because a lot of us don't agree with... Oh, I'm finding it really hard to defend him, but... Go on, put your neck on the line. Nah, but, no, I can't. <laughs> but I will say in ring, he's still got it. He has still, still got good, it, yeah. Because yeah. as we saw there, early on, it was going it, as good as it possibly could have. And then obviously the backstage stuff has just oh, made it go a bit off the tracks yeah. as we're getting towards October of 2022. <laughs> will he come back? As he, is he back by the time this video goes live? I've got no idea. That's You'll have to right. let us know, yeah. So do you reckon he'll come back? Go on, if I was going to shoot you in the oh. face with a gun. Because we don't know if he's even been suspended it's yet. It's so hard to tell. We know the Bucks and the Omega have been suspended as um, we're sat here now, but A, Steel and Punk, we don't you know. You know what? I will hesitantly say that he won't. <sighs> I'll say that he will, just for the crap. Fair enough. Do you think he'll come back? Let us know in the comments down below. Tell us how wrong we are for putting the dog collar match at the top there. I have been Gary YouTube once again doing some Gary YouTubing. Joined by another Gary YouTube. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from. 